Well, good morning. Welcome to Stuttgart Harvest Church. I'm glad that you're here. We're in week number three of a series called uh, Beautiful Things. Understanding that God is creating beautiful things out of us and he desires to, even out of our mess in our lives. God can create something beautiful. We began this by talking about um, week number one, how Jesus accepts us and loves us and pursues us. It's not that he accepts the bad things that I do or when I choose my own path and I move away from him. That's what the Bible calls sin. But he does accept you, his creation, and me, his creation. We gave you the example of how Jesus met up with uh, this woman who was at the well, and it was in a country where the Jewish people traditionally had hated everyone in this country. And Jesus was like, I'm going to do things differently. We're going to love these people. They're my creation. I love them. And he did things differently. And so that's what he did. He met this woman. He was having this conversation and all these amazing things of how he showed her that he loved her and accepted her. You can get that in week part number one of this series. But then we said, when we do come face to face with Jesus, then he tells us, I'm the Messiah, I'm the Savior of the world. And we have to deal with that statement. We have to either decide that, yes, you are the Messiah. You did die on the cross, and three days later, you rose again for me. And that means I have to give you my life. Or we have to say, no, you're crazy. You're a lunatic. I don't believe any of it, and we have to run the other way. We have to make a choice. But when we do, we are choosing who we're going to worship. And if we choose Jesus, that means we're going to worship Jesus with every decision that we make, every thought that we entertain and dwell on, with every uh, everything that we do, that is all worship. Or we're going to worship ourselves and we're going to run away from God. But we have to deal with that statement. And we said acceptance, that's so important to us. We said uh, worship, that's a very important thing to us at Stuttgart Harvest Church. So let's just assume for a moment, let's say you do believe that Jesus accepts you and loves you and he really did die on the cross for you. And three days later he rose again. Let's say you believe that. And you've chosen to worship him, to pursue him now for you to, um, to be his follower. Let's say you assume that. But you know what's going to happen in your life? You're still going to have some bad days. A lot of them. You're still going to have some hurts and some habits. You're still going to have some things that you just get hung up on and you have trouble getting over. You're still going to have pain. You're still going to get exhausted. You're going to be tired. You're going to be weary. You're still going to be hungry. Me too. Me too. But we're in good company because so was Jesus. I mean, just imagine with me for a moment, God, limitless. He has no limitations except one, God cannot lie. That's it. Other than that, no limits. Limitless God chose to put on this flesh, which is very limited. Because we do get exhausted, tired, hungry. We do get weary and he chose to put on this flesh of man. Limitless God puts on the flesh of man and chooses to become limited for us. And so here's where we find Jesus now. The disciples, as this story began, dropped him off and he hung out and sat down at the well because he was tired and exhausted and hungry. And so the disciples left him there and they went in to look for food. 
And so now Jesus has this conversation with this woman, the one, woman I was telling you about, and he just loves her, pours his life into her, and just is like accepting her, telling her who he is and that he's the Messiah. Just an amazing conversation. Even though he's tired, weary, hungry, worn out, he focuses on this for a moment and just sits down and has this conversation with her. Now the disciples make their way back. They make their way back. And they watch the end of this conversation and how it plays out. And then she runs off, not out of fear, but she runs off out of excitement and begins to tell other people in the village about this man that she just met that could be the Messiah. And while she's gone, Jesus now has a conversation with the disciples. And here's where we pick that up right now. Verse 31. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. Let me just give you a quick side note here. There's always going to be people in your life who are telling you, do this, do this, do this. Add this to your schedule. Do a little bit more. And you spread yourself thin and thin and thin and thin. And pretty soon you're just... You just there's going to always be people telling you, do this. They will have an agenda for your life. But Jesus here has his own agenda and not letting it get sidetracked. He stayed very, very, very focused. And in fact, we try to do this as a church. That's important to us because there's nothing wrong with the church doing a whole lot of things. I mean, there's churches who have schools, there's churches who have daycares, there's churches, those are all good things. It's just for us at Stuttgart Harvest Church, we've chosen to not try to do all of those things, but to do just a few things and to learn more and more and more how to do those things better and to focus on that. In fact, here's what we've chosen. Every single thing we do at Stuttgart Harvest Church somehow is a step toward you getting into a small group. Even what we do here on Sunday morning is a step for you towards that small group. That's what we've chosen to focus on. We don't do all these other things so that we can do this a little bit better every time and get better, get better, get better, get better so we can more effectively fulfill what God has called us to do as a church. And here Jesus, the disciples was like, here, we want you to eat, eat this, eat this. And Jesus is like kind of brushing them off and because he had focused and really just zeroed in on this conversation with this woman. And now here's what he has to say. It's just a, an amazing conversation. Verse 32, they're saying, please eat something. And Jesus says this, but Jesus replied, I have a kind of food that you know nothing about. He's saying, I have sources you can't even imagine. What you see here, that's not all that there is. He said, what we have now, that's not all you're going to get. There's so much more. Verse 33, and the disciples are confused. Did somebody bring him some food while we were gone? The disciples ask each other, like, what? Did he, did he sneak some Reese's Pieces in his pocket? What's going on here? How, how is he full? Verse 34, then Jesus, because when we left him, he, he was famished and weak and weary, and now he's just kind of a little ADHD, just kind of jumping up around. I, what's going on? Verse 34, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God, who sent me and from finishing his work. In other words, God is, Jesus is saying, God has put me here on task to serve the people around me. And as I get involved in serving, then God begins to fill me. In fact, the more that I push people away and care for myself, the emptier I become. But the more I stay on task, the more full 
and the more strong and the healthier I grow. This concept is so important to us that it's one of our seven core values at Stuttgart Harvest Church. And we call it serving. And we describe that by saying serving is investing in lives inside and outside of Stuttgart Harvest Church. And we also say this, we don't wait until we get better before we serve. That's what a lot of us have a tendency to do. We think, well, before I serve, I've got to get my life straightened up. I've got, to, I've got some habits that I need to get rid of. I've got some addictions I need to get solved. I've got some hang-ups and hurts that I need to get healed, and then I can go and serve. That's not what Jesus did. That's not what he teaches. That's not what he asked. In fact, we don't wait until we get better to serve. We serve to get better. So here's our bottom line today. Based upon what we see Jesus doing, when we empty ourselves through serving, we grow full. And that's the part that God does. When we empty ourselves through serving, we grow full. And that's exactly what we see happening for Jesus in this scenario. And you say, okay, 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 Harley, I, I get that. That makes sense on paper. I, I see that. But I'm not Jesus. That was Jesus, Superman Jesus. Well, you can go ahead and remove the super because that was man Jesus. 100% human. 100% God. Yeah, I can't explain that, but I can say this. Jesus was sitting down he was hungry, famished, weary, exhausted. And he chose to serve anyway. And that's, I believe, listen to verse 35. Listen to what Jesus is saying. He said, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. In other words, he's saying, you know, here's how it works. You know how it works. Disciples, you plant, and then there's not as much to do right here while we're waiting and waiting, and then here comes the harvest, and then we're going to be super, super, super busy at the harvest. He's saying, that's, he said, that's, that's the way you're thinking, but he said, that's not how it works here. He said, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. Jesus is saying this to his guys and to us. Stop waiting for the right timing. Stop waiting for favorable conditions, for your schedule to get more space in it, for your kids to get grown, or for things to settle down, or for your life to be right, or for you to get this habit taken care of or this hang-up healed. He said, stop waiting. The time is here. Your father has sent you, placed you right where he wants you. And he says, wake up and look around you. If you need any proof of this, just simply go look at your, new, your Facebook news feed. And it's going to be full of people hurting and frustrated, full of bewilderment, people not understanding things. Just look around, Jesus is saying, the fields are ripe for harvest. What are you waiting for? And Stuttgart is ripe. This area is ripe. This region is ripe and ready for harvest. So we have to stop waiting on our schedules to get better. We just have to stop waiting on circumstances to be right. Jesus said, look, if you don't bring in the crop, it's going to die in the field and go to waste. 
And Jesus doesn't want to waste a soul. He said, let's go serve. At Stuttgart Harvest Church, we do that two ways, really. The first way is we serve inside the church. And in fact, we just kind of call it like family chores. You know, growing up in a family, you had chores. When you were part of the family, it was just something you did. Somebody had to take out the trash. Someone had to bring the trash can back. Someone had to, um, someone had to clear the table, set the table, wash the dishes. Someone had to, there's so many things to do. And we just divide it all up and it gets done, right? That's how we do inside the church. So many things for us to do as a church that we just divide them up and we do those on Sunday. We call them Sunday serving teams. And we encourage everyone who attends to be part of a Sunday serving team because that's how the family comes together and just kind of does their chores and gets things done so we can be this family that God has created us to be. But we also serve outside of the church, just where God has placed you. And we just love those people and we invest into their lives so that one day you can say, hey, come sit beside me in church because we know they need to be connected to Jesus. And that's how we do it. Listen to what Jesus said here in verse 36. The harvesters are paid good wages. So somehow, that's up to God. I don't know how it works. Somehow there are rewards involved. We don't do it for the reward, but there's going to be a reward. Even if you don't want it, it's going to be there. That's just, that's God's business. He figures that out. I don't understand it. But then he says, and the fruit that they harvest, listen to this. Here's what we're doing, is people brought to eternal life. And that's this, the whole goal. Even our Sunday serving teams, that's what it's all about. Even what we do when we leave here and we serve other people around us, that's what it's about. We're doing this. We're doing this not to make our community appealing to outsiders. That's not why we're doing it. We're doing it not because it makes us happy and it's not for ourselves. We're, we're doing it because these are souls created by God and he's sending us out to bring them in and point them towards the cross so that they can connect with Jesus forever. How do you feel about your child, your grandchild? You desperately want them involved, right? Connected with Jesus. Every single person that you meet at work is somebody's child and somebody's grandchild and they feel the same way and they have been praying that someone would cross their path and somehow ask them, get them involved in something like this. And that's what God has placed you there to do. You are the answer to somebody's prayer if we will just simply look up, look around and serve those people around us. And then he finishes that statement by saying, Jesus says, what joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. Planter, harvester. He said, there's so many different things to do. Some are going to plant, some are going to harvest. So many different things. But we're going to all do it and it all comes together and ultimately it all brings the harvest. Different tasks, different choice, chores, but it's all a step towards eternity. Jesus has done both. He, he, uh, he did some planting, he did some harvesting. And then he took the disciples, guess what? He took the disciples around him, and then he taught them to do what he was already doing. It's like they were his apprentice. He brought them on the job, and he said, here's what I do, and taught them how to do it. And then he kept doing it, right? Right alongside the disciples. And we kind of do that in a sense at Stuttgart Harvest Church. We, if you're on a Sunday serving team, let's just assume you're on the cafe. Let's say you're on the cafe team, and you know how that works? I, I don't necessarily, it's, it's not the pastor's job to send people to those teams. Do you know how the teams function best? They look around and they find a friend that they have that's not serving on a team yet. And they say, listen, hey, come serve with me. And then you teach them what you do. You teach them how you set out the cafe, how you set it up, how you keep it stocked, how you tear it down, how you store it for the week. And you just teach them what you're doing. And then, then that frees you up not to just sit down and say, oh, I've served. I never have to do that again. 
Whew. No, it frees you up to go serve in another area that's strategic, that where we need to serve, or it may free you up to just simply serve beside them. It's so fun to serve with your friends. But that's how Jesus did it. He brought the disciples in, he trained them, taught them, and sent them out right beside him. And that's what you can do as well if you're on a serving team. And we kind of apprentice like that. But here's Jesus now, verse 37. He said, you know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And he says, and it's true, in verse 38, I sent you to the harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you're going to get to go gather the harvest. There's no mistake that Stuttgart Harvest Church, there's no, no, uh, there's no just wondering why harvest is part of our name. It's strategic. It is strategic that there is a harvest all around us. And Jesus has sent us into that harvest to invite them in, to serve them, to love them, and invite them in. Because we're following the example of Jesus. Listen to Mark chapter 10, verse 45. It says, For even I, the Son of Man, Jesus saying this, came here. I came here not to be served. Did Jesus deserve to be served? Absolutely. He's God. We should serve him. The disciples, they could have served him and served him and just met every need he had. But he said, that's not why I came. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. But he said, that's not why I'm here. I came to serve others, to give my life as a ransom for many. His ultimate goal was to go to the cross, and he did. Three days later, he rose again. That was his goal. But on the way to the cross, he also served people all the time, right where God placed him, and he served. I'm just going to be real honest with you for just a moment. I try to always be, but I just want to be, I want to be humble as I say this. I want to be honest with you as I say this. If you never, ever, ever, ever intend on serving at Stuttgart Harvest Church, if you are content with just saying, I'm going to come and attend, and I'm going to listen, but I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to serve, even if Jesus tells me to, I'm just going to ignore that, and I'm never going to serve. I'm just going to come and listen. I enjoy the church. I've got some great music, got some cool videos, and I like that. If that's the way you feel, I want you to understand you have missed, completely missed who we are as a church. And we can't afford for that thinking to begin to permeate into our church because our church doesn't think like that. So I'm going to be very humble but very honest with you. If you say, I never ever am going to serve at Stuttgart Harvest Church, just not going to do it. You can talk about it all you want until you're blue in the face, but I'm not going to do that. I, I need you to know. Then we need your seat. We need your seat because that's not who we are, and you will never be happy here. And your seat is going to be filled by someone else out here in the harvest that has yet to be invited and yet to be connected with Jesus. But that person is going to come in and they're going to say yes to Jesus and they're going to have on their agenda as we do as a church to serve the people around us. So just with as much humility and kindness, I'm just going to say we need your seat. Because that's not who we are as a church. 
And I know I can say that because I know you, Stuttgart Harvest Church, you get this. You understand that. And over the course of time, we have said this for four years now. And over the course of time, we have only lost a handful, a very tiny handful of people who have said, I'm never, ever going to serve. And there are plenty of churches where you can go and they will be content with you just sitting down because maybe they want people. And we want people, but we want people who are thinking like this, who will grow to think like this, to love the people around them. Because this, what we do here, this is not about me, regardless of what you may hear other teachers say on the internet that we worship to make ourselves happy. No, we don't. We are here to bring in the harvest. And it is all worship, not to us, not for us, but for God. The only one who deserves it. And I am so glad that you get this. I am so grateful to serve alongside of you as we bring in the harvest together. Because God does not want to leave it in the field. And that brings us to our next steps today. So maybe you want to take a step with us. Maybe you understand our bottom line. Maybe you understand that. There it is. It's on, it's on the other bit. But what it says is we, we empty ourselves through serving. And it's God who fills us up. He does the filling. You understand that? The, the letter A on our connection card. Here's what this means. The letter A means that you say, yeah, I'm on a serving team already. We're doing it. Or it may mean this for you. Maybe you're not yet on a serving team and you're saying, you know what, Harley? Yeah, I, I get this. You're, I, I want to be on a serving team. I know I've been putting it off. I've been putting it off because I just, I didn't feel like I had things all together. I had things right. But I understand. We serve where we are, right where he's put us in every circumstance that we're living in. And we just go ahead and serve. And so if that's you saying, yeah, I want to be a part of a survey team, then circle the letter A. And if you are not, if you're on one, you see that you're sharing the letter A because we're all serving. But if you're not yet on one, then just right beside that, put how, the question how, or put where. And that's our clue to make sure you understand where are some places you could serve, right? So just let us know if you're signing up today. You're saying, hey, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Harley. I, I, I see Jesus doing it, and I want to follow his example. And the letter B is this. I'm opening my eyes to see who I can serve around me during the week. And that's just because we serve here in the church on Sundays. That's letter A. And then we also serve people around us, where you work, the people you're around. And we just love them and serve them. And when the opportunity arises, we say, hey, why don't you come sit beside me at church on Sunday? I'll save a seat for you. And that's what we do. And we're just saying, God, open my eyes to see the people around me and who I can serve. And I hope you'll join us in this step. I believe that God has something for you. And we serve him right where we are, no matter what circumstances are going on in life. And God just begins to take care of that and begins to fill us up as we go. Let's pray. Jesus, you told us your words. You said you did not come here to be served, but you came to serve others and to give your life as a ransom for many. And I am so grateful that you did. You set the example. And then you went to the cross and you died and did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And if we choose to say, you are our boss, you are our Lord, you are our Savior, I give my life to you, then God, we're faced with this. Now we have to follow you and follow your example. And you served even when you were empty and hungry and tired and weary. So God, 
we often feel like our schedules are more important than yours. We need your help. Jesus, we often feel like that serving gets in the way of us living life, so we need your help. Father, we need your help to step beyond ourselves and into the lives of other people around us. We need your help. Help us to point them to the cross, to point them to the empty tomb. Help us to point them to you. You set the example for us. To serve through our emptiness, God, we know that you will bring a fullness that we can never find on our own. Thank you for what your spirit is already doing in us and through us at Stuttgart Harvest Church as we begin and continue to answer your call. And it is in the name of our Savior, in the name of the one who came to serve and not to be served, in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.